0: Do you want to go down to a 40-hour week without losing revenue? If you're ready to let go of all the extra hours, the stress, the overwhelm, and the clients who hijack your time, consider my signature program, Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind. In it, we'll get your accounting practice under control. We'll fix your pricing problems. I'll show you ways to price so you stop giving away the farm so you bring in more revenue for the work you're already doing. I'll help you disengage the clients who are good people but are holding your business back and slowing you down. I'll help you package up your services and design them so they're easy for your clients to understand and choose from while helping you simplify and standardize what you sell. And we'll focus on making your messaging more interesting and compelling so you attract more of the kinds of clients you want to work with and break out of the hodgepodge of referrals trap. We get your prices up, we get your workload down. We standardize, we simplify, we streamline. And we do this at a pace that feels doable, where you feel confident in every choice you make. Prices up, workload down. Registration is open now. We start Tuesday, May 7th. Come with us. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to find out more. Welcome to the Business Strategy for CPAs podcast, where I help overworked CPAs go down to 40 hours without giving up revenue. My name is Geraldine Carter. My guest today is Sheila Hansen. Sheila, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me back. So for people who don't know, tell us who you are, where you are, and what you do.
1: I am Sheila Hansen. I'm based out of uh, the Omaha, Nebraska area. I'm a CPA who focuses on creative businesses Striving for 250K and above in revenue.
0: Awesome. And then do you take them from 250K and like keep them progressing on up to mid and high six figures once you have them in?
1: Yes. Goal of 750 or a million. Nice. And roughly
0: give us a sense about how many clients do you have?
1: The current monthly roster is about 20 right now.
0: And talk to us about how much tax, tax only work you have or had or no longer have.
1: So I transitioned over the last couple of years from preparing about 100 tax returns at the highest point to this tax season that we're wrapping up is about 40 client returns that I did. And those include both business and individual. So that's where my 20 basically gets me those tax returns. Um, That transition has also included eliminating Clients for taxes that were only tax clients. And most now have some sort of ongoing monthly package with me as well. And there are now monthly reoccurring clients that I am not their tax preparer for, which is new for me this year.
0: So just to make sure we heard that right. So very few, if any, clients are annual tax only clients. Almost everybody or everybody is... A monthly recurring client. Correct. Okay. And some of those clients you don't even do their annual tax returns.
1: Yes. It it transitioned from I had a large amount of tax only clients to down to only monthly recurring in tax to now I'm also prepare, or doing monthly for non-tax clients.
0: So we started working together, you came into CPA mastermind last August of twenty twenty two. And one of the places that we started was a bit of disengaging and also focusing on your niche. So can you give listeners a better sense of the nature of the challenges that people in your niche come to you with?
1: Yeah. So now that we've dug into my niche, I've identified that a lot of them are avoiding the numbers to begin with because they tell themselves or they have the thoughts, I'm not good with numbers. And so a lot of it is just diving in and getting them some data so then they can start making decisions, but without them having to be the one that is doing that legwork, right? When we fear something and avoid it, the last thing we want to do is learn how to do this um, when we're telling ourselves that we're not good with it. So that's where we come in and partner with them to get that data for them and then start giving them the story of what the numbers are telling them. And then we often from there dig into cash flow because with creatives, oftentimes you're getting large deposits for invoices, you know, upfront or payments throughout the process. So we can have this large cash balance and we think, Oh, everything's good. Um, But then there's expenses that come out associated with those. So matching And earmarking, here's what the revenue is coming in for and here's where it's going to eventually be going out for.
0: So that they don't land themselves, they don't face plant into the bottom of their bank accounts.
1: Yeah. Or the opposite. I've had um, clients that come in that just have outrageously large cash balances and are scared to touch any of it. Mm. And so it's sitting there doing... Nothing to help them grow.
0: They have the tool sitting there in the bank account to help them grow, but they're not using it because they're just scared to touch it and break everything.
1: Or scarcity that if they spend it or pull it out to invest in something else, it's not going to come back.
0: So for listeners who want to sort of fill in the gaps in the picture, when we say creatives who give us a sense of what types of businesses you're talking about, is it graphic designers, web designers?
1: Exactly. Graphic designer, web designer, photographer, videographer... I have a few like coaches and authors that I would also kind of throw into that in a sense, kind of the speaker world. And
0: do most of your clients come in, come to you with less than 250 or do they find you right around 250 and why is it that they call you? Like what has them pick up the phone and reach out to you?
1: I would say it's been very common. They're coming to me prior to the 250 number Mm -hmm. and they are... Coming because either one, they know their business needs an accountant. They've heard that that message is out there. You need an accountant and an attorney. That's you know that one's been plastered all over. So they know the importance of it, but they might not know exactly why they need one. So that has been you know filling in the gap um, and educating them on what it is that I can help them with, and through the mastermind it has been making the transition like I said I went from a large tax list so that was my old intro offer if you will (laughs) Um, and transitioning now to other offers being the way that somebody works with me first and preparing taxes is just part of the package if they continue working with me
0: and okay so they call you because they heard they need an accountant they don't necessarily know what that means it can do for them. I want to go over to just to fill in a stepping stone or a slat on the bridge here. Give listeners a sense, if you would, of um, your monthly recurring packages for these folks.
1: Yep. So I have three tiers now. My first tier is designed for the 100,000 100, to 250, and that starts at 895 a month. And then it goes up from there. I have a $13.50 and a $19.95 package.
0: Okay, so the thing that I want to dig into today, which is the reason that we're having this conversation, is around one-time services. One of the going models in the accounting space is a la carte, and you know we'll figure out what you want, and we'll just a la carte price it, and then there's a sort of flat rate monthly recurring price. But what there's not very much of is one-time flat rate services in the form of a productized service, if you will. And you have built those for yourself in your own business. And I want to dig into what that's been like, what you've learned in the process, and so on. So can you tell listeners what you um, have for your two one-time services?
1: Yeah, my two one-time offers are just an hour-long strategy call. And that's three ninety seven. That is the I have a specific situation I want to pick your brain. Um, maybe maybe they can't get a hold of their current CPA, or they're looking at making a transition in their business, and they really just need some quick consulting. And the other offer is what I call an intensive day. And I've tweaked that offer over the time. And the current offer is six hours in person, digging into kind of the specific financials and money mindset for the client. And how much did you say it was? That one is $2,500.
0: So why did you introduce the larger intensive? Like why not just go right to monthly services?
1: So this was really for that client who... Wasn't maybe at the full like regular hundred thousand or even two fifty range yet. Um, I have people reaching out to me that are below that. They don't need that monthly reoccurring quite yet, but they want a roadmap of how to get there, and that's the piece that they're missing. So, some ways it was creating that offer that could service them. Um, The other part was self-serving in. It takes a lot of work to onboard somebody for a monthly client to then find out that maybe you're not the right fit. And so this was a way to kind of have a long interview, if you will, with those potential clients that that could come on long term in an intensive day. I can still provide value to that client in the one day offer, but don't have to go through the onboarding and offboarding quickly if it doesn't work out.
0: What did it take for you to wrap your brain around delivering a service in this way in kind of a box with a fixed rate price on it?
1: It took just trying it. When I first started out, it ended up being with a current client, actually, that we just did this intensive day with. And it was has been tweaked and adjusted over time. And I really had to get out of the, this is going to be a formulated pre-packaged, pretty-with-a-bow offer that I know exactly what it is when I go to sell it the first time. And when I turned it into an experiment and put it out there, that's when it really took off. Um, Experiment sounds risky. Did that freak you out? (laughs) Yes. And I have slowly adjusted the price. I, I don't remember what I first offered it at but I want to say it was probably half of what I'm charging now. Gotcha. And it originally was a full day, like eight-hour day, and I've cut it down. So I increased the price but cut the time because I realized after six hours of financial conversation, clients' eyes are just popping out of their head and they're not listening anymore (laughs) anyway. And that's one of the warnings that I give them and the reason that I named it intensive. Like I warn them that they need to be prepared coming into it and give themselves time to decompress afterward just because the topic of finances and money have so much emotions tied to them, whether we wanna believe it or not. Um, So we have cut down the time and do a 30-day follow-up call to the intensive rather than trying to fit all of it in in one day.
0: Before we go to the follow-up meeting, you mentioned it, you know, starting out thinking about it as being formulated with a bow on it, and now it took off when you treated it more, when you thought of it more as an experiment. So, what commonly comes up in those meetings?
1: Yeah. So, part of the pre day call, we have a discovery call. We go through what struggles and challenges their business is facing. Um, what I have seen most commonly is in cases where they have a bookkeeper, possibly, or they're doing it themselves. They just don't even know what the financials are telling them. So part of the day typically is just basic accounting education, if you will, on here's what this report is telling us. Here's what this one is. Here's how the two talk to each other. Um, and here's maybe what would be missing from one if we were to only look at it. Uh, so it's just that basic Here's the key numbers that you should be checking in when you do your month-to-month checks if your bookkeeper is sending over financials. Um, The other part that I added, not necessarily that they were asking for, is I realized the missing piece of that emotional money mindset, why we make these decisions, we're maybe not even consciously aware of where that comes from. And so part of the day is spent just talking about the stories, the money stories that we've heard growing up. If they have a spouse, how between the two spouses they see money differently or spend differently. And then how that carries over to the decisions they're making in their business. So we have that money mindset conversation. And then sometimes the the rest of the day can be tailored to a little bit more like technical QuickBooks, if that's what they're struggling with, or the other area we've gone is like cash flow forecasting. You know, we need to make some pricing changes or we need to dig into the profitability of some of our services. What would that roadmap look like? So they get an action plan with some, what I think are very simple steps After the day, but it's things that they can easily make progress. Again, I think that pretty packaged bow offer, we would like want to throw at this like whole big report. And here's the next 100 steps you should do when really they find value in the one or two steps that can make an impact. So we give that to them. And then 30 days later, we follow up with a call To check in, what progress have they made. Um, Part of their action plan is some like money mantras that they can start reconditioning themselves on. And that check in then is, yeah, what progress have we made? What hiccups? Because sometimes, you know, if it is QuickBooks stuff, you just need to get in there and test it out before you know what your issues are going to be. So then we can follow up on that 30 days later.
0: Awesome. To see if, to make sure that they didn't like get lost somewhere in some impenetrable.gov website or whatever.
1: And I actually have a client that we did kind of the first round of QuickBooks stuff um, last fall. And I just presented the offer to her of doing intensive day version two now with her where, okay, we've got some data, you're in the system. Now let's start training you and teaching you what this is actually meaning and how you can use that to make decisions going forward. So hers is almost needing like a two-part intensive day.
0: So how do you not get killed on scope creep when you do this?
1: Uh, That's a good question. I think it's really just because it's a limited time. I show up there for the day and then I leave. I do ask ahead of time for like access to their financials and QuickBooks, but I'm not going in there... Posting anything or reconciling anything for them. It's the data is what it is. I have pulled their data into like Fathom or some other cash flow process if we needed that for the day. But then it's, I put my action plan together, we schedule the follow up call, and that's it.
0: So, pretty clear boundaries, guardrails around what it is. So, this is one time. Don't you want recurring revenue? Why just sell something one time?
1: Um, So yeah, part of the one time is I was looking for something outside of tax season that I could, right, when we have, when we prepare taxes, we have limited capacity that time of year. So if we are figuring out a schedule that works um, without overextending ourselves that time of year, then that reoccurring monthly is kind of capped at what we have to spend there or time to spend there. So this was things that I could offer and be very strategic about the timing and when I offer it to fit the rest of my schedule that I want for the year. So right now my intensive calendar or dates will be like May through October time frame.
0: So intensives are only stocked on the shelf, if you will, for a certain set of dates, and then you pull them off the shelf and you can't buy them.
1: Yep. So whether that be a certain number each month or a certain number in total in between May and October.
0: Okay. Yeah. So how about how many can you do a month?
1: Um, if I am traveling away from home to do them, which most of them have been, I won't do more than one trip right now with the three young kids that I have. But what I have done is I have incentivized those that book with me to book their friends, and that worked out really well. I turned one intensive into three back-to-back days last fall, and I gave them a discount for booking, helping me book the day like before or after them, and it kind of became a contest for them. And so then it was a shared experience that each of them could then – they kind of already, you know, share in our business friends, if you will. So then they could, in a way it added value because now they could have conversations with, oh, this is what I picked up from my talk with her. Here's what I got from it. And then it kind of carried on. So I have done that where I've done multiple consecutive days and booked it that way.
0: So have you had any yet that you've done fully virtual?
1: No. So
0: what happens when somebody calls you and you want and they want one, but you don't have room?
1: I let them know. So I've had people reach out about my services like the last couple of months during tax season. And I have just um, let them know, I think this is the offer that would work best for them. But I'm opening that wait list. We'll have a conversation in May about that. So I just keep their information, and then I'll send follow-ups. I think I currently have about three people on that wait list.
0: So why stick them on a wait list? I mean, why not just take the revenue?
1: Like book them during tax season? Yeah. Because my brain is fried (laughs) right now, and I've really been paying attention to my capacity. So rather than, I think you've had podcast episodes on this, about advanced decisions. Hmm. And so my advanced decision is... I'm not going to make decisions on potential new clients or new offers that happen outside of tax season during tax season. So I am in a way postponing the decision, but it was my decision to postpone the decision. (laughs) Um, In that right now, I just need to get through this season of my business, get through April, and then after April, I will decide what's next for May through October, what capacity I have, take a look at. And there was an initial fear that when I told someone, I potentially couldn't work with you for three months or two months from now, whatever that may be, that they would leave and find somewhere else. And in fact, the response has been, Okay, we'll chat in May.
0: (laughs) Awesome, I love it. So Advanced Decisions is episode 235 for anyone who wants to go back and uh, grab that. So how has making this advanced decision, decision ahead of time for yourself, what has that given you?
1: Just some space in that I don't have to be making future decisions for my business from where I am right now in the space of a busier season and overload, if you will. I can wait and make an informed decision. I think my tendency would be to go to the side of scarcity. And so I'm more apt to accept uh, clients that might not be ideal. So this allows me to really analyze, is this the right move for both of us, both the client and myself? Or the people-pleasing can come in, too, of, well, yeah, they are looking for me. They need help. I'll be able to help them without knowing, will I have space and time to actually help them? And some of it, too, is just knowing when you have three young kids, you can only book things so far out knowing what your schedule and all of that may be. So I didn't want to commit to something when I didn't know for sure I wanted to be able to book our family vacations and that kind of thing for the summer prior to booking intensive days.
0: That's so good. That thought, I'll be able to help them if you don't actually know if you can help them is like the kiss of death. And it's actually not true because if you are beyond capacity, you are not helping them and maybe doing them in fact a disservice. Um, But it's a helping profession and I get the nature of wanting to be helpful when you can help people. I'm not saying that CPA don't, please don't hear that I'm saying don't help people. what would you say your profit margin is, roughly more or less, on this one-time service?
1: My only real expense is travel cost. Everywhere I've gone so far has been within driving distance. So one night in hotel and the day it takes me to get there.
0: Hold on, the day it takes you to get there, how long are you driving for these?
1: My main group of intensive have actually been over in Northern Iowa. So it's about a five or six hour trip. So I typically will go the night or day before. And then I've actually found I enjoy staying another night afterward to just not have to rush home. Gives me a chance to decompress after the day as well. Um, And then I can come home the next day and be mom again.
0: So one thing that you mentioned in our Slack was now that this is established, setting up a funnel that points to it. So tell me where your thinking is with that.
1: Yeah. So like I mentioned, the self-serving aspect of the intensive days is that long interview. Um, So my plan going forward would be for this to be the introductory offer that I really get to know the client, um, see what their business is. I would be a little maybe less selective in who I'm doing intensive days with knowing that they will funnel into my monthly reoccurring clients. So we'll start with the intensive and then kind of those that graduate through the intensive to become a monthly client. Um, So then I'll have prior offers above the funnel in the intensive. I have an email list Whether it's creating like webinar workshop type offers, um, kind of the next step there, then creating the intensive from that. Or whether it's, I have done a few like guest appearances in business, whether they're courses or groups, maybe coaches group offerings, if you will. Um, I've done guests there. So whether there's more of that that funnels into the intensive and then the intensive into monthly reoccurring.
0: Last couple of questions here. At the top, you mentioned that you have two one-time services. We have the intensive and then the single strategy session. What are you finding with the single strategy session?
1: I don't know that anyone has ever booked. I, no, I take that back. I have had a few that have booked one-time strategy sessions. Um, that, that was another one that kind of surprised me. I think it was just your advice to put that out there. Um, and that's one where people can basically co- click and book um and people have done it that one is has typically I would say been around like should I make make an s election so those ones become a little bit more technical topics if you will and those strategies I just lay it all out there I don't make the decision for them I say here's the pros and cons um what you need to think about what point your business maybe should I have had one reach out and wanted another follow-up call. I think that was also a, I'll follow up with you after (laughs) April.
0: An advanced decision.
1: Okay. Conversation. So in some ways it's reoccurring, even though it's one time. And that I think came from part of my monthly package. I include at minimum a quarterly call. In some ways I saw the need, for that constant conversation to happen throughout the year, right? I had too many clients not sharing what was happening in their life. And then we get to the end of the year and it was like, oh, this is a big surprise. Why didn't you tell me? So it was just creating that space that they could share with me what was going on. We talked about last quarter results, what's coming up in the next quarter. um, So that as they're making decisions, I can help advise in the moment, rather than the after the fact, trying to advise. So that strategy call, I think I got comfortable having those calls in the in my monthly package, and then am now able to offer that as a one one time service. So again, it was an experiment, um, or trying it in one area, and then figuring out how to pull that piece out and be a standalone product.
0: What do clients say at the end of their intensive day about the value to them or what they got out of it?
1: Um, after they get over the initial, this is intense, <laughs> <laughs> because that's been a uniform response. Was <laughs> That was a lot. They are just really excited. Like to see them want to go home and talk to their spouse or the other people in their business about their money mindset or have some of the conversations that that came up in the day. And then I think the biggest is seeing 30 days later when we do the check in, what they've accomplished on their action plans. Um, They'll tell me I've hung up my money mantra sheet, I try to make that one pretty. Um, I've hung that up, you know, in my office or on my mirror. Um, I'm telling myself those things. Um, I just feel a lot more confident about money, I'm excited to open my QuickBooks it really just gets them intrigued about their about their finances and something that they've completely avoided in the past. They're now excited about.
0: I can imagine it would be a real shift to for a person to go from what you said at the top which was oftentimes that they're scared of the money and the numbers or the math and they're avoiding the whole thing and making a full scale transition to be excited to getting in there and just how far reaching the impact of that sort of changed perspective is. So what advice would you give to a CPA who has monthly clients, who is headed into a niche or perhaps already in one and thinking about offering either one or perhaps both of these one-time services?
1: I think my advice would be one, just start somewhere, put something together, give it a try, Maybe if you have close trusted clients, start with them, those that will give you honest feedback. And then I think I i have it hanging up on a sticky note. I don't remember if it came from another podcast or within the coaching, but it's willing to lose. And so to be able to win, we have to put ourselves out there and and try enough to lose at something or fail at something. So that has become my... Um, go to in this is just putting it out there. Like I said, (laughs) I have that one time strategy service on my website, I kind of even forget it's there. But I put it up there. um, And I let people book it. (laughs) Uh, I used to be uh, maybe in some ways a gatekeeper of my who could who could book an appointment with me. Um, And now I've, Kind of taken that away in that if they want to book a one time str- strategy call with me, go ahead. They're going to get that one hour and that's what they get. And if they're coming to me, they probably have some reason that they chose me over somebody else um, already. So, and then I think the other part of it is the whole like simple or less is more. We want to jam pack so much into or justify. The price or the value of something, and sometimes something being really simple is actually way more valuable than anything else. Um, so that's probably the other lesson I've learned in this. Is I started out with over an eight-hour day. Um, we cut it down to six hours, and that includes breaking for lunch, where we kind of have more just like casual conversation during the lunch time, and less structure, and more just kind of letting the day flow to where it goes. Honestly, the last session I did was, I think, straight up therapy, (laughs) Um, because that's where it went, and that's what the client needed that day. And we mapped out and did some forecasting around some things, but most of it was just giving her a chance to be heard as a mom, new business owner, figuring it all out. So I think just letting, just putting something out there and letting it develop as it develops.
0: This has been so helpful. If people want to find you or find out more about you, where can they go?
1: Yeah, my website is uh, hansenllc.net. And I spend the most time on Instagram or LinkedIn. So sheila.hanson.cpa or sheila hansen on uh, LinkedIn.
0: Awesome. We'll include links to all of that in the show notes for people who want to find you. This has been so great. Sheila, thank you for coming back on the Business Strategy for CPAs podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. Hi again.
0: Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In down to 40 hours CPA mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Registration is open now, but it won't be for long. Go to GeraldineCarter.com now to enroll today.